Mammoth Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. And we've just seen this film for the second time. Yeah. This is our second pass. Yep. We've aimed for the target. And we've shot it bullseye. Yeah. For a second time. Yeah, that's true. And so this is the first time for Movie Autopsy. We're giving a second look at... Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> So, basically what came about, the reason why this all happened yeah. is that we were hoping to get pr- tickets to the premiere, which was literally like five hours earlier than the midnight screening, mm-hmm. and then we didn't think we were going to get them, so we booked in for midnight screening, because we we're like, hey, we got to do this podcast, we got to bring it to yeah. you, and then we'd still scored premiere tickets afterwards, yeah. so we're like, well, we have both these tickets. The sensible option might have been, go to the premiere, you know, reasonable hours, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, maybe someone else can score the midnight <laughs> tickets. No. As, as it happened, the cinema was not all the way full up. Yeah. So yeah. no one missed out that we went a second because time. Because we went a second time yeah. in five hours. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so we're now currently, like, it's, I should say, it's what, about 3 a.m. Uh, in Melbourne. Uh, you know, Steven Spielberg has seen this movie at least three times. Yeah. So maybe. Go, were you saying IMAX is playing it every two hours? Yeah, in every, Melbourne. They in are Melbourne. playing it every three hours. Every three hours. What did you say? Two hours, I think I said. <laughs> that wouldn't be physically impossible. Well, yeah, 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 because it runs longer than two hours, yeah. so there is some overlap. Yeah, they're running it every three hours for, like, three weeks. And it's it- like they're getting to the ending. Uh, okay, we should also say, okay, we're going to okay. be talking about this in depth. If you haven't heard yes. the first episode, yep. the one just prior to this, probably listen to that first, because we cover off a lot of stuff there. Yes, there were, this is our second thought, second pass. And I got some more out of it. I yeah. got, some, you know, some questions that you and I raised back then, and you brought up stuff yeah. that I didn't pick up the first time around. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got revisions. Oh, so yeah, we're going to yeah. get into it, all right? There's okay. going to be spoilers, but the best way for there to be no spoilers... Is if you've seen the movie. Perhaps twice. You go for it. We've seen it twice so that you don't have to, but yeah. you also might have to. What I'm saying is, what was I getting at? We were. I got really... <laughs> I wanted to do a spoiler, and then I forgot what I was talking about. We're in the sleep de- deprivation <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah, we're a bit pushed past it Yeah, now. yeah. Um, oh, what were we talking about just before? <laughs> just before... Well, I know what I... And this is okay, major spoiler. Because, I mean, when you talk spoilers, what you yeah. want to do is start with a mild, gentle spoiler... And work your way up, because people who go past a spoiler warning hear that mild, gentle spoiler and go, oh, they're serious yeah. about the spoilers. No, I, I, I like leading with like, the yeah. big spoiler, just to go, well, hey, fuck you, I told you. I'm going to go um, head first right. into the deep end of the pool. All right. um, I, the second time around, there were two things that I picked up on. More so. The first is, right there in the title crawl, we were talking about Luke Skywalker has vanished. Right. And the very next line, and this came much more clear to me the f- second time around. I don't know why I didn't pick up on it the first time around. Is that the First Order, and it's right there in the title crawl, the First Order has come about in Luke Skywalker's absence. Mm. So he's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> but the other thing is that this Kylo Ren guy, and what's interesting to me is Kylo Ren seems like the one of the least important people in the First Order. 
which is incredible because he's a wizard with superpowers <laughs> and, like, no one's paying attention to him. Like, the captain, the, you know, Dominic... General Hux. General Hux. Domnal Gleeson. Domnal. I, I called him Dominic and I, <laughs> I went straight because Dom. Yeah. But uh, he, like, even he is, like, sneering at this guy in the mask and yeah. it's like, don't sneer at That's him. There's a bit it's... of a power play there. Yeah. It's kind of think... like favourite children with, uh, with Snoke, with Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't Snoke sound so much like smoke? I keep thinking of Snopes. Yeah. Snoke, oh, yeah. Which Snopes. is like that com. website that's like, is it debunking uh, yeah. myths Debunking and stuff? urban legends and stuff yeah. like that. Snoke. But so, so it's interesting that it's kind of like Luke has allowed these two forces, which are both the same force, to come about. But but also this the thing that I picked up the second time around, because the first time I watched the movie, I wasn't sure how I felt about the death of... Mr. Solo. Yes. I wasn't sure. Like, I I get that it happens in the movie and it serves a purpose in the movie. It, he is your Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, but also, this second time around, I noticed the subtext of every conversation he has with General Leia. And the subtext is more or less, whenever they bring up the topic of their son... The subtext is always Leia being all like, you're going to have to get in his face. And Han being all like, yeah, but if I do, he'll kill me. And Leia being all like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and Han being all like, yeah, I I guess you're right. Like, it's it's sort of this incredible resignation that he knows. Like, compare him to Finn. And Finn Mm. is a guy who knows what the right thing is and what the wrong thing is. But he's always running from the scary option. Yeah. And when the right thing and the, you know, run away from the, you know, scary option, when they both are the same thing, Finn looks really, really good. But <laughs> y- you know what I mean? And and that's what Han Solo used to be. Like, he used to be the guy that runs away from that kind of thing. And, and Han Solo as an old man yeah. is kind of exciting because you see him do all these things that took him so long to do in the original trilogy. Right. Like br- bring down a shield generator for a Death Star. He does. <laughs> he does that in this movie in like three seconds flat. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's some growth there. There's some growth. Like it, it is almost like you know Han's like, oh yeah, I've done this before. You know, cracking knuckles. <laughs> I love how he's like, there's a way to blow this up. There always is. <laughs> uh. But the other growth that sort of happens is that he's not the guy that you know is on the run anymore. Like, he, he, he when we first meet him, he is on the run, like, yeah. literally, like, <laughs> chasing down the Millennium Falcon. But, like, you expect the Han of old to, when Ray is like, we need your help, like, the you know, the first time he addresses the question is to say, well, you want my help? You got it. You know? Yeah. He's what? a good... Well, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. And he's you, become a good guy. And you see him look at Kylo on the bridge... And I, I think the first time around, what I wanted from Han Solo was he sees him on the bridge, he turns around to walk away, but then he stops because he can't. He can't walk away, and then he goes to the bridge. And what I got from the second viewing is, that's not who Han is anymore. Mm. Han is a guy that doesn't need to do that, turn away, nah, i got to stop myself, go back yeah. to the bridge. Han is the guy that's like, I know I'm going towards the bridge, just... <sighs> 
just give me a second. <laughs> give me a second to work up to it. Kind of. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I know this is inevitable. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. What are you talking about with Finn being the guy that runs away? He is. I realized. Yeah. He's more Han Solo than anyone in this film. Yeah. In terms of because this is the recurring thing we're talking about. How it kind of rhymes with slash is a remake of A New Hope. Yeah. I realized. Oh, that's. He fulfills that role. Another point that I forgot to make last time and I picked up again the second viewing is reasons why Finn is Jedi. Yeah. Is it's the very first or the first dish scene when Kylo Ren stops and looks at him. Oh, okay. In that very moment, I'm like, oh, he's Jedi because he senses him. And yep. then it's, I feel like it's redoubled when they're like, oh, it's a stormtrooper. We don't know which one. And, and Kylo's just like, is this one? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's because. It's that he figured it out right then. He was like, "Oh, that's Jedi." Well, that's that's the thing. I I picked it up on the first viewing mm. was, uh, and I didn't remember until the very end when Ray comes back mm. and everybody's you know meeting up with everybody else, and Leia and Ray have that moment, and yeah. the moment is unspoken, but it's we both know that Han, you know, mm. has has passed away. And because Leia actually has the moment when it happens to Han, mm. she does the Yoda, oh, i got to sit down kind mm. of thing. Yeah. And I I didn't remember until the very end of the movie, hey, Leia is actually all about the Force. Leia is Force man. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's heavy with the Force. She's, she is. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean that in a bad way. She's bursting with the yeah, Force. Yeah. Um, she's bilious with the four. <laughs> That's a fantastic. Idea. I don't mean, yeah. I I mean this well, in good ways. Well, I I sort of took another from what you said about um Finn. I took a d- different direction this time. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he uses the lights like he's he uh, he's like I need a weapon, and the little lady with the goggles is like you have a weapon. It's your <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah, and he's using that. And then the second that it goes wrong for him, he goes back to Blaster and he's comfortable with Blaster. Yeah. But then I was watching the Kylo Ren fight again and he holds his own for quite a while. Yeah. Like he even gets a slice in. So either Kylo Ren is terrible at lightsaber yeah. fights or Finn has some moves. I loved how effortless- effortlessly good... Ray is. Yeah. When, because she has no training, and it's kind of this thing of like, Kylo Ren has training, Mm. is injured. Yeah. Ray has no training, is uninjured, but also is just that powerful with the Force. Well, it's interesting because I I was reading this thing about like, uh, so in in the original, in the the prequels, Anakin, they're like, we can't train Anakin, future Vader, because he's too young. And they train him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but then if he goes off, well, it was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, was it? Was he's too young or too old? Oh, sorry, too old. Yeah, you're right. Yes, he's it, too old. Because I always thought to myself well, watching that, my God, how young do you have to be? <laughs> you have to be a baby. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so okay, that, and then you've got Luke Skywalker and Leia. And you're like, well, they did, like, Luke got trained super, or he was like, what, what is he meant to be, like, a teenager, a 20-year-old, whatever it is? Mm. Kind of, like, he's pretty young, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, obviously way older than Anakin. But then I was reading about, and then maybe this is just conjecture and theory, but the idea that Luke and Leia are kind of like, they're kind of being trained by the Force. So, like, like all these things, like, uh, that they do before they actually become Jedi, obviously Leia never actually becomes Jedi Knight. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like to help them. So, like, uh, 
what's the stuff that I'm trying to think of the things that they do in there? If you well, actually well, look like at- the at the end of Empire, mm. he uh, Luke is calling out for Obi Wan. Obi Wan's got the phone off the hook. He ain't listening, mm. and he calls back Leia. He's like, Leia, hear me. And she's in the, on the Millennium Falcon. She's like, we have to go back for Luke. Mm. Is that, so, that, yeah. Well, more like the activities that they do and stuff means he's already, like, ready. What's there? Isn't there a thing where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, this is really random. But Luke's, there's something where Luke's like, hey, it's just like when I did this on this. Oh, when he's shooting womp rats or, or whatever it is. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. That, so, I don't think that was... To do with the force, but I, I like where you're headed but with that, it, where it's like all these trained rebel alliance pilots are like, that's impossible even for a computer to do that. And right. Luke's are like, I, I do things like that all the time. But who's to say it's not the force that has Ex- allowed yeah, these things to happen? Yeah. And so then they have that mirror there also with um with uh Ray, where she's like, she show her climbing and jumping and running across like the the abandoned ship scavenging. Yeah, and then she has to do that again in the actual ship, and it's like, oh, she knows how to do that. Oh, the 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 moment that got me the second time around was um, she goes to the little shop, and um, and the guy's like, I'll give you a half a you know whatever it is. Is it a meal? I assume half it's a portion. Yeah, half a I portion. guess so. Uh, I'll give you half a portion, but if you give me that droid, I'll give you sixty yeah. m- mofo portions. <laughs> And she is so hungry that she grabs at them, and then she's like, you know what? It's not for sale. And I'm like, geez, Ray is just so good. <laughs> she's you know? so good. She's so, she's just so incorruptible that I even, there's an instinct in me that's like, if they go ahead, you know, episode eight, episode nine, episode 10, are we going to see the incorruptible Ray continue, or is it going to be, all right, now we've made her incorruptible, let's corrupt the <laughs> hell out of her kind of thing. Uh, yeah, and you saw that, well, for the first time when BB-8 turns up, and she's like, nah, go on, get out of there, and then BB-8 just kind of does sad noises, and she's like, hell right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. she's got to, oh, okay, here's a controversial thought. All right, okay. now, now, is Padme slash Amidala, mm-hmm. Queen Amidala, grandmother yeah. of Kylo Ren, Mother of Luke and Leia. Yes. Yep. Was it? Pl- was she? Was she played? Was was Padme? Whatever. The actual mother was it? Natalie Portman or was it Kira Knightley? It was Natalie Portman. All right. Now Natalie Portman is American. I think she was born in Israel. Oh, okay, I, I, okay. I, I but don't. But Kira Knightley is obviously very British. We know that. Yes. I'm getting serious Kira Knightley-ish vibes. Oh, okay, yes. Off Daisy Ridley. Not just because she's British. Yep. But there's just something going on with her whole thing that, to me, is giving me, like, Padme vibes. Yeah, it is and a I, general, yeah. And I wonder whether there's... Because, okay, I'm not. I'm now less sure that she's a Skywalker, except that I feel like maybe they're doing a grandmother thing there. Yeah, because yeah. in theory, if she is a Skywalker, if she is Luke's daughter, if she is, yep. Well, that's confusing. I'm watching it again; that doesn't seem to make sense. But if that turns out to be true, then that's kind of a cool like. She's look, she's a bit like uh, Padme from, uh, which is I like yeah. that. Well, but- I know like one of the attractive qualities of casting Natalie Portman mm. as Padme was that there was a layer resemblance. Right. Okay. 
And yeah, and then when Leia and uh, at the end of this, as we, the men- moment you were talking about before, when Leia and uh, Ray hug, there's there is something there. There's kind of this familiarity of some kind, yeah, which is really interesting. You uh, you know what I I kind of um, enjoy mm. is um, like like I, I just in my head I'm so used to seeing a desert planet in a Star Wars movie, and that's Tatooine. Yeah. And I knew that it wasn't Tatooine in this movie, but I didn't realize it until really late in the second viewing. And I'm like, oh, this is all Jakku, mm. right? And and to me, it's like, that is the story of this movie. That is the story of The Force Awakens, which is like, this is all the same kind of ingredients, but it doesn't have to be the same planet. It doesn't have to be the same people. They don't have to be the same, you know, going on the same journey. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 familiar. It's like poetry. It rhymes. But it's also, this is a completely different planet. And what's exciting about that is that it's, you know, it can play with those expectations now. Mm. But, it, yeah, that so many Force-sensitive people seem to grow up on desert planets. <laughs> yeah, well, it was with that. Yeah. Uh, now, interesting, because I was raising this whole thing about the Republic, who's the Republic, isn't, like, the Republic... Didn't the Republic become the Empire, become First Order? In that moment where they've got the big Hitler-esque banners... Yes. ...and everything, and then they destroy the Republic... Yeah, their, yeah. ...their banners... Yep. ...that logo is the Republic logo... Behind oh, them. Oh. So, it seems like, ironically, it goes Republic, Empire, First Order, all the same thing. Yep. Then the Rebels started up New Republic. Right. Different Republic, apparently. Yeah. So, that's uh, I think that's left a bit grey, but I think it's what we were getting confused about before. I think, I think that the Republic they're talking about in this... In these movies now, yep. number seven yeah. is not the Republic that they were referring to as what would was the old was called the old Republic in six in four five six, yep Republic in one two three, yep Republic in seven, not old Republic or Republic, okay. new one, new 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 Republic. I think this is from what but I've it- tried to gather from various like wikis and stuff but i definitely it goes past so quickly um when they blow up the planet but it does seem like that is the republic now, do, that do they're you think blowing it's coruscant up. Uh, yeah it does look very coruscanty doesn't yeah. it <laughs> and this this is i noticed this that is, was a real coruscanty move <laughs> there you <laughs> but this this is something i picked up second time Every time I say this is something I picked up se- second time, you have to do a shot. Um, <laughs> okay. Every, this, this is something I picked up second time. You have to do two shots. One for the, you know, two, 20 seconds ago and one for now. Yeah. Uh, th- this is something I picked up. So I just want to kill people now. Um, was uh, the thing about the um, when, when, when she, Ray first touches the lightsaber. And she has the Force Visions, and she has, I think it's four in a row. And I picked up on what all of them are, I think. Oh, what, okay. One of them was the story of her being left behind on Jakku. I think that's the final one, right? The final one, yeah. Yeah. So, the, another one is Luke Skywalker puts his hand on R2-D2, and they're in some kind of storm or something. Yeah. But you can hear, like, 
you can hear voices and it seems like it's coming from Empire, like he's he's shouting no or whatever. Right. And that's kind of exciting. And then another one that I, this is one I found interesting and I wonder if it's a generic flashback or a very strategic flashback, mm-hmm. but it's Kylo Ren sticking his lightsaber through some dude. And it could be, this is the story of Kylo Ren hunting down all the Jedi that Luke has trained right. in the interim. Or it could be, we're going to find out who that guy is one day, and it's significant that Kylo yeah. is... Also, well, the very first one is actually her in this really long corridor with the blue yeah. kind of triangle lights kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you hear the Darth Vader, you know, the breathing from the mask. Right. And it, it, I don't know if it's the same corridor, but I get the um, the vibe of Empire Strikes Back hmm. where Luke is walking through that corridor oh. and then he suddenly hears the... And then, like, the lightsaber comes down. See, yeah. See, I guess the the thing is... Yep. What that... It seems like it's three Luke visions and then a her vision, which is what makes me... And it's because it's all connected to the lightsaber in theory... Which yeah. is why that makes me think she's got to have a Luke Skywalker connection. Because why would you, like, hallucinate or be shown three visions of Luke Skywalker and they're just a bit of your own memory? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, surely there's a connection. Although, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's that's assuming that Kylo Ren is a Luke. Yeah, that's true. And we don't know if that's... Because the Force shows you the past, but also it shows you the future. Yes, it does. Well, that's... Yeah, that's true. Was one of them a... Flash forward or something? Oh, she's in the snow at one point, and that's a yes, flash forward. That is a flash forward. There you yes, go. There yes. you go. That's why, yeah. Now, uh, oh, now the thing is, that's the thing. If Kylo Ren hunted down all those Jedi and yep. killed them, yep. uh, which previous Sith Lord hunted down, well, slash killed a whole lot of training Jedi, uh, Anakin, Darth Vader, yep. he killed all the ch- ch- child j- children, you know, yeah, young, say the, it. The younglings. Yeah. The younglings. They so couldn't say it in the prequels another, either. That's another, like, copy of, of Vader. Yeah. Vader. Um. Were, were we... Was that the last episode? It's, the whole night is running into, you know... Yeah. I, I can't remember what was on microphone. But were you saying that he, uh, Kylo Ren wearing the helmet, mm. he doesn't even need a helmet. He's just a big copycat. Was oh, that? I, I don't think I said that in the episode. I might yeah. have said that somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like him wearing the ma- the helmet and having the modulated voice. Yeah, is like his version of doing a Vader. Vader. I, Vader. I love that he's been doing. You assume anyway. He's been doing the. Um, Whether you want to call him a Sith, I'll call him a Dark Jedi. Yeah, because that's the kind of guy I am. Okay. But he, you have to assume he's been doing this for a while, mm. at least since the, you know, 20 minutes before the start of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, the, everything is so hard for him, and I like that he's, you know, we've seen the story before of a light person being corrupted by the dark. Mm. This is a guy that's being seduced by the light, which is... Well, this is... I was also thinking about this in terms of maybe this trilogy is actually an inversion because at the end of this movie, Snoke, Supreme Leader, says, hey, you have to go complete your training. Now, who completes their... Who has to go do their training with their master in the second film of a trilogy? Oh, Luke yeah. has to go to Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, I was like, well, maybe 
it's actually like the Luke story, but inverted in a way. Oh, that's interesting. That's well, I can't even imagine what that would lead yeah. to. So that's an interesting little opposite rhyme. But I, I love the thing. I just love again. I have to reiterate how hard it is for Kylo to be doing this thing that he's been doing for a while. Yeah, yeah. And how effortless it is for Ray, just yeah. because it's so natural to her to do the right thing. Yeah, and I feel like there needs to be like she can't. Her family can't just be some randos. Yeah. There, or I reckon there also has to be some kind of significance. A, l- a little bit like Star Kylo- Star Lord's father, like who is Star Lord's father <laughs> yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like I reckon there needs to be a connection between Kylo and Ray, other than just well, it could just be hey, we're the two most powerful Jedi people going around. Yeah, but surely now, um, listening back, listening to the dialogue between Max von Sydow. His name. Oh yes, yeah. And Kylo Ren at the start again, knowing who that is under the mask. Yes, yes. Makes so much more sense when he's like, "You can't deny family," and he goes, "I totally agree," or whatever the line is, and that makes sense now because Max von Sydow is going, "Can't deny family," i.e., Han Solo, Leia. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then he's going, "Yeah, I agree." Uh, <laughs> subtext. Vader is my grandfather. <laughs> right, right. And slashes through him. <laughs> oh, so that's like, good subtext. Yeah, I didn't It literally make cuts both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I I found him... I had more access to Max von Sydow this time around. Yeah. Because you could see him two ways. This, this is me anyway. <laughs> Number one, you could see him as an R2-D2 in waiting, in the sense of Luke has come to Max von Sydow and said... I need you to do a little something for me. Here's my spacey wacy USB stick, <laughs> but I need you to hold on to it for me for exactly twelve years, and then on on August second or wherever it is that, that parsec twelve. Mm. <laughs> that, that's a distance. That's not a date. <laughs> Come uh, on, Anthony, <laughs> you can do better. I need you to say, "Oh, I found it! I found it!" So, if, if, are you okay with that, Max von Sydow? And he's all like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Yeah, that's interesting. Has he been sitting on it, or it seemed like he'd gone and found it? Yeah, and he also talks about, "I've been all over. I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. I've been." You Which know, makes me the- wonder again if that's going to be a, an anthology movie. Yes, again, he. It seems interesting because it's like. He is too significant a character not to, you know... Like they say, like, old friend. Exactly. Like he's, he's been around. He's too significant not to pay any attention to, and yet if all it was was this movie, you'd say, who? why did you cast Max von Sydow as this I reckon, guy? I reckon they're going to, like... I, I wonder whether they'll cast a younger person... Yes. ...to play him in something else in a prequel... Thing. Yeah, I really it, like that they've pushed the story for. They didn't go. Let's just pick up from Return yeah, of the Jedi. Yeah, they went. Let's leave a whole lot of story. Yeah, it, which is exactly what happens between three and four as well. I like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is good. It, it <laughs> is so, so much good. to play with, and there's so it's so ah. Oh, this is like this is what I wasn't getting from the prequels. Is that in the yeah. prequels, I felt like everything was very obvious. And if someone was angry, they would say something like, I'm angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas in this one, there's so much nuance and subtlety and, and 
just little things like Kylo Ren is doing the lightsaber battle and he's beating him- himself yeah. in the ribs. And it's like you could spend, you know, and, and I'm sure many Star Wars fans will, you could argue amongst yourselves what that is, whether it's like he's, you know, Rudger Hauer pushing a nail through his hand in Blade Runner, you know, oh, that need to stay focused, need to stay focused, whether there's some force thing that he's doing, whether well, it's... Well, i say I would assume, like, the pain would lead to anger, would lead to yeah. like, more, more, more dark side force stuff. And it's like, it's almost like, there's. it's not a thing where you yell cut and it's like Adam driver in front of a green screen saying what what was that like and george lucas saying i need you to do it faster with more intensity (laughs) it's like kylo ren is a character that he's feeling that in his ribs and is bashing his ribs you know what i mean there's something more alive about this movie Mm. i yeah there's so much more going on the fact that we could have this conversation and be like these questions but like these aren't like potholes these are questions to be exactly, answered later exa- on we exactly wanna, yes and we can wonder about them and speculate and we walked out of that i mean probably the exact same thing in the earlier screening hmm. um but we were too busy like you know <laughs> we'd just seen star wars to sort of <laughs> focus on i noticed walking out of the second screening Everybody was standing around, and this is like two in the morning. What are mm. you doing? Go home, people. Yeah. But everyone was standing around just talking, just talking, yeah. asking just each other questions. out what they'd just seen. It was awesome. It yeah. was so good. Was very cool. Uh, yeah. I'm still stuck on who Ray's parentage is. I, I am so excited about... Ray and Luke Skywalker together, and it depresses me that I have to wait so long to see. Like two years. Yeah. Because, like, you kind of... The Yoda-Luke dynamic, when Yoda is training Luke, Yoda is so full of joy and happiness and, you know... And then Luke's just such a little, you know, <laughs> chorus, Coruscanti, was it? <laughs> and, and, and Yoda gets all down the dumps. You know, because he's like, oh, Luke's bringing me down, man. Luke's bringing me down. And he never recovers from that. Even when they go into the prequels, he's still, you know, <laughs> oh, my God. In in a, in about 30 years from now, I am going to meet this guy. He's not going to get any of my jokes, and it really <laughs> makes me upset. That's the weird thing about Yoda in the prequels. Like, he should be way more upbeat. Yes. Because he's so much fun in number, uh, in number five. Yeah, or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and whereas, like, flash to finish that thought, Mm. flash forward to Luke and Ray, and Luke is like the mentor now, but he still seems like that. You all you're going on is that final shot, but he seems so humorless and dour and grave. And Ray is just, (laughs) I have nothing but good things. Do you think I enjoy the character Ray, Paul? Yeah. I think you might. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know what it is that has touched me. So, and, and I and I, I go back to the Superman analogy where, like, Batman is good because his parents were killed. And he's like, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this has taught me that this should never happen. Right. And Spider-Man is good because his uncle was killed. And Spider-Man's are like, this has taught me to take responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Superman is good because he just knows don't be bad. Be good. And that's that's Ray in the Star Wars universe. She's just like, yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> be good. Yeah. 
I hope, yeah, I hope that's what I'm really curious to see now. Mark Hamill's portrayal of Luke many years on. Like, will he be as upbeat and, and like, oh, hey, yeah, it's yeah. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> kind of that kind of, oh, is he going to be a sad, sad person? Now, this is what I'm curious about, because, like, the real, real world reality of having these older stars, like, first of all, how lucky are we? How lucky is the entire oh. world that these three actors are still alive? And, and came back. And when you're casting them back in 1977, you have no idea that you're casting them for 2015 as well. Right. Like, that's insane. That, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not, but it's like, it's like we can only make these movies these way be- just because they happen to be a- still alive, which is great. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what their ages are, but like, shit happens. Yeah. I mean, you could not have Grand Moff Tarkin. Back right. I- back in the because Sir Peter Cushing is no longer with right. us. Yeah, so, but to have the trifecta, pretty yeah. amazing. Um, now this is the thing is that I think they would have gone. Okay, we're going to do a trilogy, but maybe even more than that. We kind of can't just keep bringing the old characters back. So this is a succession plan. Yes. So killing Han Solo is kind of like this. Is the thing he got a lot of action in this film. Watching it again, knowing he's going to die, you're like. Oh, they give him a lot to do. Yeah. They give him, like, a great swan song. Yeah. Like, he really did, gets into it. I don't feel like this is Captain Kirk getting shot in the back by, you know, the... You know the Captain Kirk story, his death. <laughs> Not really, but sure. Oh, yeah, they, they, he's saying this is better. They dropped a bridge on him or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> All I know is Trekkies are like, oh, that's not how Captain Kirk right, should go right. down. And William Shatner was all like, yeah, I agree. That's not how Whereas he should go down. Whereas this was like, yeah, I mean, not only did he get to, he saw a whole lot of action. He yep. was awesome. He was hilarious. His interplay with Chew- with uh, Chewie was just so good. And then it was like the most selfless thing. Like he was trying to bring his son back. Yes. And he was so vulnerable. That was the thing. He made himself, in his final moments, he made himself so vulnerable. And the which touching... Which is what Han Solo has always avoided doing. Exactly. And the touching of the cheek. Interesting, because that's then where that scar ends up. That is interesting. I was uh, thinking about that as, yeah. Yeah, I was, foreshadowing. I was so shocked the first time. I didn't notice that the second... I, I, know, I picked it up the second time around. The second Han goes down... Chewy is full on Kill Bill style. Yeah, I, I am. Like, I will fuck your shit. Yeah, I am taking and he gets all a you shot down. In. Oh That's yeah. The thing, Kylo. It's interesting because Kylo doesn't instantly like deflect it with a lightsaber. Is that the shot that is making his side bleed later in the lightsaber? Yeah, I think. Battle. I think so. I think that's the first. Yeah, that's yeah. that shot. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, Chewy. Chewy is a bloody yeah, maniac. That's, that's on his. That's on his left side. Left like. Yeah, like the, rump kind the, of the sinister side, and then I think, I think, I think, then Finn gets a, like a slice off his right shoulder. Oh maybe, yeah, yeah. And then and then um, Ray goes and do, and you don't quite know what the damage is. Ray does some stuff, but you don't quite see. But I think the main thing is the scar on the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I almost looked to me like she's chopping off his hand, but then you see the hand at the end, and yeah, it's still it's still there. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was, there's two other things that I thought was kind of a, a rhyme as it were, with episode four that I picked up. Um, the tractor yeah. beam thing. I don't know if they call it a tractor beam, but the whole getting pulled into a ship thing with Money and Falcon. Last time it got pulled onto uh, the destroyer or whatever it's called in number one that yep. I have to escape from. This time it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> this time it's Han Solo pulling his own Millennium Falcon into. Yeah. It's the getting captured thing. 
Uh, and also the whole, like, Han Solo obviously being a smuggler, getting into deep trouble instead of being a Jabba the Hutt coming after him. Yeah, but it's yeah. kind of the bounty hunters kind of thing. Oh, I love I love that so much. Like the two, like he can talk one group, yeah. you know, out out of it, but not two at the same time. It's like the second the you know the second group shows up, he's trying to play. You know, oh, you don't even worry about the second group, and it's like, well, the second group's right there, and he's like, oh, hi guys, <laughs> which is like, there's some kind of line that makes it. You know, it's uh, maybe in lesser hands, it might have been tacky. Mm. But I feel like even the tackiest things about this movie work. Yeah. And and this is a great example where, like, one of the groups says something like, you have um, run out of people in the entire universe to... I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm paraphrasing. But you can't, like, you can't swindle anyone in the universe yeah. anymore because everyone's onto your tricks. And it's like, that's so mythically Han Solo. It's like... <laughs> Given a long enough rope, he will literally swindle everyone in the galaxy. I love when they first meet him. Is like, what the the war general? No, the smuggler. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And he's he's like, all those things. He's, yeah, he's all those. Things. And then, and and then, then turns to- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so funny. Uh- <laughs> Chewie, Chewie's such a dick. Oh, you're cold, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder whether any of those are. I mean, I'm sure the script. I mean, the script is obviously incredible. Yeah, but I do wonder, like, if if Hard Salt, like, if Harrison Ford ever just ad libs things that he thinks Chewie might be saying. I Chewie, yeah, in this movie, Chewie gets like several upgrades in terms of dialogue yeah. and in terms of like gesturing and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I was never. There's one scene in Empire Strikes Back where he gets taken to a prison cell. And they put on a siren or something, and it's just, like, grunting for, like, two minutes. And then the siren stops, and he just grunts a bit more. And I remember, like, re-watching the movies, you know, uh, over and over. That would always be the scene that would drive me nuts, where I'd be like, you're making the same noise over and over, and just shut up, Chewbacca. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I, I, like, I loved him because... And that's interesting to me. If you were to mm. say... Why do you love Chewbacca and not Jar Jar Binks? I wouldn't be able... I Well, firstly, I don't mind Jar Jar as much as other people mind Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. For what he is, I, I understand what he's supposed to do. Mm. But I would never have been able to tell you why I liked Chewbacca. Mm. But in this movie, it's like they... They nailed it. They nailed it. He's, Chewbacca is great. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, no Jar Jar. No Jar Jar. Maybe they're saving him. No, yeah. no, gu- no Gungans at all that I could see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, missed opportunity, really. <laughs> Imagine if he'd been in it. There, there that was, would have been a... I noticed the first, um, t- like, let's say, 10 minutes. Uh. There's so much... And this was George Lucas. This was classic George Lucas, where every time you were somewhere in the Star Wars universe, he would try and put something in there that was like... And this is where the special editions took it way overboard. Right. But in other words, something environmental, some sort of creature that has nothing to do with the action, but mm. it is just a living, breathing part of that universe. Mm. And I noticed it with um, BB-8 rolling off in the desert, and then you just see the head poke up oh, out yeah. of the sand and turn around and then poke. Which felt like a very like Jim Henson kind of yes. Muppet thing. 
and it, Muppet the, Studios kind of what do you call it? Um, cre- uh, creature shop, creature shop, kind yeah. of thing. And the first, I think it's ten minutes or twenty minutes. If you watch specifically for those kinds of things, there are so many creatures that mm. just pop up incidentally. Yeah, I was thinking about that the second time I saw it. I was like, he just pops up and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, there's they're going to intercept him or whatever. It's like, no, he's just there. Yeah, just I, chilling. I, I quite just, like that. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, I was thinking like Moz is kind of... Moz, who we're talking about, is... We oh, yeah, the goggle pretty, lady. We yeah. really should look up if this is Lapita or not. We were yeah. trying to figure out if that's Lapita Nyong'o. Oh, also I saw... Um, interesting, Bill Hader in the credits as a BB-8 a voice consultant. Oh. Which is quite entertaining. And Simon Pegg is in there as well. I forget who he's, who he's as, um, who he ends up as. But I thought that was really interesting. Um, I want to look up who Lapita is listed as, because I think that will be very interesting. There we- oh, Captain Phasma, that's... Um, Gwen- Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you reckon she'll come back, or is she the implication that she's dead? Is <laughs> she dead now? Well, she was, you know, chucked in a trash compactor. I, I reckon it could go either way. Oh, it's Maz. Maz Kanata. So not Moz, like Moz Eisley. Yeah. But that is Lapita. Okay, we're all right. Well, uh, well, you are not the only one that heard Moz. I heard Moz yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. When you're going into a cantina and you're saying Moz this, Moz that. Now, interesting, because they say she's like, or at least been running that place for like a thousand years. She's very old. Yes. She's very wise. Yes, she is. I wonder if she's a, like, it's kind of a, a, a Yoda thing going on there. Have yeah. we ever seen any other Yodas? Um, I think there was an April Fool's Day prank where they made a female Yoda and her name was Yaddle. <laughs> That's terrible. And I'm pretty, I think, I don't know. I, I tend to stay away from these corners of the internet, but I think they actually looked at Yaddle and said, let's make her an actual proper <laughs> thing. Right. But I, I, this is- I just wonder whether Maz might be... Do you reckon there's a similarity there? Like, she could be... There's definitely a... A little bit Yoda-ish. There, it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. There's definitely mm. something there yeah. that's Yoda-esque. Oh, that, this is unrelated, but I want to uh, raise it. Yeah. Kylo Ren. Okay, now they, they have a mention in there that he's like the, the leader of the Knights of Ren or something. Yes, yes. Which we don't know who they are, but yep. he's posse that we haven't seen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also a lot of people referring to him as just Ren, which make me wonder, is Kylo a title? Yeah, so Kylo like the, the Darth, yeah, but in a more it, modern it, context. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is Kylo the new Darth? And we don't know yet. <laughs> I like that. I, I also like when... Um, Finn calls Han Solo Solo, and he's like, did you just call me Solo? And he's like, Han, Mr. Solo. <laughs> That's the thing. What does he want him to be called? Yeah. And then later he calls him Solo again, and he doesn't even flinch. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Yeah. I want to know who Snoke... Where did Snoke come from? I was watching this time around, the second time around. I was imagining holding Snoke between my fingers. <laughs> just a really tiny Snoke. It's a great... Like idea that he would just be tired. And also because they film it in a way that the classic big small thing where they film someone big from below yes. to make them look bigger and they feel someone big from above to make them look smaller. And so I think it's really funny that like, wait, what if you took the big Snoke and then filmed him from above? <laughs> filmed him from above. Would he look tiny? And there was something about, there's a big scar over the top of his head. Yeah. 
And I was almost thinking, is that just, is that a big scar or is that a little scar on a very small man? Just a small, <laughs> <laughs> a little holding, you know, snoke in your he's, palm he's, of your he's hand. a little Benjamin Button. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? There's something about him I find distractingly charming mm. in the sense of uh, Emperor Palpatine, you got bad vibes from him. Whereas Snoke, it's like, you still get the sense he's up to no good. Like, he, obviously, he's yeah. up to no good because he's like the dark side. He's the first order. He's all of these things. Yeah. See, I hope they explain, and I guess they will. But, like, Vader and Palpatine die at the end of yeah. six. Yeah. But somehow this thing got just taken, like, instead of letting it fall, someone took control. Yes. So, unless there was another apprentice... How? Why? I want to know. We're not going to be able to figure it out tonight. But well, I want to know. yeah. If you were to go purely from this movie, it sounds like Luke is is conjuring up all the Jedi's. Yeah. He's, well, he's not magicking them, but he's training them. Mm. And one of them goes, "Hey, this is pretty cool. Hey, what about if I do bad things?" And Luke's like, "No, nah, no, nah, don't, don't do bad things." And he's like, "Well, I, ju- I, ju- I am." <laughs> I, Are I, you talking I, about Kylo? Yeah. All right. But, the, see, if you skip straight to Kylo, where does Snoke come from? Yeah, but they said, like, Snoke seduced him. There's also a few lines of dialogue, particularly between Han Solo and Carrie Fisher. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Uh, General Organa. Um, I, w- I want to bring that up, but you finish your point. Yeah, finish yeah, your yeah. Point. Um, That, like, they're a bit... Ju- like, it's a-, a lot of subtext. So, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a few lines that, like, they don't actually follow on, right? Like, it's like, nobody would actually respond to that line that way. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's so tasty what they're saying that you're <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, so much meaning in that. That's a, you would not respond with. It's almost like they took out a line somewhere. It wasn't right. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like, we lost our, it was like, something like Han Solo said, we lost our son. And then Leia says, no. Oh, no. Yeah, persuaded him or seduced him. Yeah, he he because he says we lost our son forever. Right, and and so I took the no when she says no to being, yeah, we've lost our son. No, not forever. Yeah, I guess so. It was a bit anyway. Because like Snoke seduced him, but you and I, we can do, we can get him back. Mm-hmm. You and I. She's like stresses that, <laughs> and he's all like, hey, I'm you know what if Luke can't get to him. That's the other thing. That's what's really depressing, knowing that now, is she's like, oh, Luke, he's a Jedi, but you're a father, trump card. Yeah. So she's putting father again up above Jedi. And you have to say, if Leia knows, if Leia's got forced premonitions and she knows what's going to happen, is she setting him up to take, like, there's something a little callous about. No. If you know what's going to happen in the movie. I don't. Yeah, you, it, it is possible to form the argument that Leia knows what's going to happen and is giving him the exact information he needs to face Kylo on the bridge. Right, but she mustn't know that he's got to kill... Because that doesn't help their cause, Kylo killing Han Solo. If anything, that's... Well, unless when he gets struck down, he will become more powerful... Than Kylo can ever have imagined. Am I convincing I d- you? I was rewatching the first one, and I love the way that they show that Obi Wan has disappeared. 
It's just Vader just putting like a foot on his cloak. <laughs> yeah. In like the most, he's just like, huh? What? Oh, yeah. Like, is it there? Like, trying to stamp around to find him. It's pretty hilarious. Um, oh, this just like, just beautiful little touch. Well done, JJ Abrams, which is when they're facing each other on the bridge, Han Solo, Kylo Ren, and they've got the red glow of like whatever's going on in the building. Yeah. And then they've got this pale blue, which is the sun being drained. Yes. And it's like, it's him fighting back and forth, back and forth. And then suddenly the sun finishes being drained. That blue light disappears. Kylo Ren's face is all red. Yep. And that's when he puts the lightsaber through Han Solo. And I'm like, oh, like light and dark, light and dark goes to all dark. It works me- it. it works metaphorically, but there's also like an actual kind of component to it of like if you are having that internal struggle and then like the the beeper goes off and says your weapon is fully armed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, you know what? I think I might stick to the winning side here. Yeah. I I want to bring up really quickly General Leia, General yes. Org- Organa. I feel it's kind of weird that in the third movie, Return of the Jedi, Han Solo has already made it to general. Princess Leia is a princess, and she's basically the leader of the rebellion. There's Mon Mothma, I think, who's the actual proper leader. Mm. But Princess Leia is like a proper figurehead. Like, she's yeah. like your, you know, whoever the... Um, what's his name? Poe? Poe Cameron or... or the Ace Rimmer. Who's the Ace Rimmer in this movie? <laughs> but she, she's like the morale. She's like yeah. a figure to get behind. And it's like cut to like 30 years later or however long it is. And she's just a general kind of thing. And and I think you see it's either Admiral Akbar or it's someone who looks suspiciously like... I think it, like- actually has Admiral- it is actually Admiral right. Akbar. He's credited, yeah. But it's uh, like I kind of asked the question of like why is... You know, Leia not an admiral or... Unless it's like that whole Captain Kirk thing of, like, he becomes Admiral Kirk and then he does a few naughty things so he can become captain again because he just misses being captain. <laughs> uh, maybe, I don't know. It's interesting <laughs> that, well, maybe it's, you know, what they both say, both Hansel and Leia say, you know, we went back to what we were good at kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I just throw this at you? We didn't see Lando Calrissian. Yes. Uh, what if Finn is Lando's son? What it doesn't on... need to be. Like, there's <laughs> yeah, no what... reason for it to be. What on earth would make you draw that connection, Paul? Uh, <laughs> there's some. There's a great article. Was it The Click Onion? Hole. Click, I hole. Click Hole. Click Hole. They were like, I hope there's a lot of Lando's in this new <laughs> film. Oh, boy. This film is just going to be what's the Orlando. Who, who was it that watched Star Wars and turned to George Lucas and were like, is there just white people in space, George? Was it actually Billy D. Williams? I I might be bastardizing that story. Maybe but- it was Spielberg. Someone watched it, oh, apparently. Okay. Yeah. I, no, maybe it was Billy D. Williams. Apparently, someone watched like the first ever cut or something. I was like, George, is everyone in space white? <laughs> Saying like, uh, no, no, no. There's Lando I too. Mean, they're too. It's. Pre- I mean, obviously they've gone for diver. You know, I don't know if they've gone for diversity. Probably not a mis- No, probably not an accident that they're yeah. two protagonists now, uh, a female and a black man. Yeah. Uh, which is good. <laughs> good reversal of fucking. Just like, oh, let's have all the white people fight the war in um. And it, in it's, Star Wars. It's so interesting that 
you it, like there's a 2015 mindset of like, uh, duh, of course, you know, why, why yeah. aren't we seeing more of this? And then you turn on your computer and you read, you know, an internet forum and you see how many people are just really like angry about this. About, which is, about like Daisy Ridley kind of? or Well, well I, know, I know like a great, I haven't seen as much Daisy Ridley right. fan hate. But I know Mad Max when that came out. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think they've got to, they've got to get away with it. Well, hope, I hope so because like with Mad Max, there was like whiffs of it, and no one knew what the movie was. But yeah. they like had heard it was feminist, so then they started compl- all the men's right idiots. Yeah, got involved. Whereas this one, nobody knew. And now, but now we've everyone will know by seeing the movie Shock Horror by actually watching the source material. Yeah, and seeing her be a total badass, and hopefully everyone can. That would have a problem can shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I yeah. I just the two of them together. I just is makes me so happy. They got some great chemistry as well. Yeah, like, I, John Boyega is goofy as hell, and it's hilarious. There was that when um they're first getting sucked in. The Millennium Falcon is first getting sucked in by the ship that turns out to be Han Solo and Chewie. You know, dragging yeah. them in. Um, and he is standing up on his chair to get a better look and he puts his hand <laughs> yes. on Ray's face and she's like, w- w- don't, don't. You- <laughs> Even before that, Ricky's grabbing her hand. And she's like, I don't need <laughs> your hand to run. And then like when she's like checking if he's okay, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. She's it's just so- like, I don't need, I was great because it was just her. just like, I don't need you to be a hero. Yeah. I'm the hero, you idiot. Yeah. You big idiot. So good. So be- it's yeah, it's so beautiful. But th- I would say that maybe there is, if they want to, they might do the "Who is Finn's parents" thing. It doesn't probably matter as much. Well, maybe yeah, it yeah. Does. Maybe it does. There he gets stolen away from his family. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's opening there. It is. What's well, interesting because both of them. I mean, both of them don't know who they. Oh, well, she in theory knows who her parents are. Well, so do you think maybe they might have the same parents? Maybe. It's like Fantastic Four. Maybe exactly. one was adopted. Yeah, good call. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm there, man. Um, I this yeah. is I probably wouldn't be bringing this up hmm. if it wasn't I wasn't so sleep deprived. <laughs> we should wrap up. It's almost you, four a.m. <laughs> but do you like? There's something about that Finn is like a reformed, you know, bad guy, and yeah. that the jacket that he wears is Poe's jacket, right? And he's about to take it off and pose like, no, you keep it. Which is a very, it's like, yep, yeah, okay. I was going to say it's, uh, or again, a bit Han Solo, Han Solo having that jacket thing going on. Wait, uh, would they, he has a new jacket. <laughs> just that he has a, wears a jacket, because Han yeah. Solo wears a jacket. It's <laughs> just that, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. So, what, sorry, what was the idea? Well, just that, like, you know, I there's uh, something about that. If I was being really nitpicky, it's kind of weird. Mm. And in terms of like Finn is his own guy, but then that he owes the jacket to Poe's generosity to say, "No, nah, it's all right. You can dress in my clothes." Well, it's just like a token of gratitude. Also, he's oh, it like, is. Oh, you you stunk it up a bit. <laughs> now, oh, here's the only plot point that probably can be explained, but I'm a bit curious about why did. At what point did Poe find out that the BB-8 had definitely left Jakar? Because otherwise, he should be on Jakar looking for it. That's a good point. Yeah. That is a good point. That's, yeah. That's the main plot point. Because I'm not sure 
you could probably trace it the first time that it gets like told to everybody yeah that the bb8 is somewhere else i didn't actually realize that it's i didn't i was dumb i didn't realize when they have those two kind of bounty hunter-esque people in the cantina one reports to the for- to the resistance one reports to yeah, yep. the first order i thought they were both reporting to the first order i was like oh lots of bad guys telling them of course, it's like one reported to one, one reported yeah, to the yeah, other, yeah. and that's why they both turned up, yep. obviously. But I like the kind of the evil-looking droid guy is like with the resistance. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's badass. That's cool. Well, I kind of like that it's like you get a sense that the girl is going to be doing going off to do reporting, hmm. and and but you don't know who to. And then when the droid guy says resistance, you go, oh, maybe these are all good guys. Yeah. And then that's when it drops that she's all like, Hey, tell the not resistance. <laughs> the not resistance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't. That's the first point at which they know about the BB. But then, in theory, but then those those bounty hunters. So like the people picking the fight with Han. Yep. So the Irish guys and the. You know what I really like is that um, Han Solo. Like everyone pronounces Falcon however they like in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Like Daisy Ridley gets to say like Falcon <laughs> and then and then Han Solo's like Falcon. <laughs> and like they they could the JJ was just like, Yeah, say it however you like. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um anyway, so in that scene, the Irish guys, because they're Irish, right? Uh Is this the same the Cantina? No, 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 sorry, the when Han has got the two ga- two Oh gangs, two opposing gangs, yeah. yeah. On yeah. either side. The was the the Jucker Club or whatever. Yeah, no, some Jucker, Cir- Jucker. Circa S- Saka Club. Saka Club. What, one of them is a club. Right, right. And the other one, the Irish guys, they already know about the BB-8, okay? So clearly it's like general right, knowledge. Right, 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 right. Maybe yep. they've, that's their intelligence networks. Yes. I just, yeah, I don't know whether... I assume it's in there somewhere that you can trace back to when the BB-8 is confirmed to not be on Jucker anymore, therefore Poe... Like, yeah, and Poe doesn't seem to mind that he doesn't have his droid anymore until he finds the droid again. And you know yeah, what's... That's the, he's like, he's just going back and fighting with... And, but this is something about Poe I don't necessarily find as... Like, my first thought, you bring it up and I go, oh, plot hole, interesting. And I think about it more and I'm like, that's kind of Poe, though. Poe is the kind of guy that's like, can't find my droid. You know what? I just feel like things will turn out okay but like it was like a key knew the piece of information that was on there and when finn turns up and he, he hugs him like this is a stormtrooper man mm. and and he hugs him and he's like you finished my mission for me i love you man <laughs> like there's something beautiful about it's that it's beautiful all right we should yeah i don't know that's that's a question left on it you are you feeling that's a bit it, yeah yeah it is that's the first you know, genuine question of like, yeah, because he do- he does show up and it's a bit jarring because it's kind of like the movie plays that he's dead. Mm. You know, he's probably not dead because you've seen him in the trailer. So if he wasn't dead and then he got off, did he get off Jaka straight away? Yeah. In which case he should have been looking for BB-8. Yeah, true. Unless somehow he found out, unless someone on Jaka was like, oh no, they got away on the on the MF. Yeah, <laughs> on that. Yeah, oh, I never realised before, <laughs> Frank Underwood style, that the Millennium Falcon's <laughs> initials are MF. That's fantastic. Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Coruscant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, they do actually refer to, at some point, they say, like, the system mm-hmm. or the constellation or whatever that they're going to destroy. Um, and it starts with H, and I can't remember exactly what it is. So, someone will be like, oh, yeah, Coruscant is in that system, therefore that was right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel a lot of these questions are going to be answered on right. online Through the wikis. Very the soon. Nerds, the yeah. Reds. But I think we've raised a lot of good questions. I think we've done. I'm, we've done a good effort with the first one and this one. It's about an hour and a half of podcast. Yeah. Well, we we specifically were requested to do nine hours, <laughs> yeah. and I think we've got at least part way there. Yeah. Well, uh, one, one, one ninth quarter. O- over one ninth, definitely. I don't know math. It's really one six. <laughs> we've done one six. You're an economics it's, guy. It's four a.m. We should yeah. really stop recording. And is it actually? Get to four? Sleep. Oh it's my a, god! It's almost four a.m. I have to be up very soon. Thank you so much for having this fun journey with me, Anthony. Thank you, Paul. Oh, this has been so one of the most fun movie autopsies. <laughs> I hope it's as fun to listen to as it was yeah, to live so. through. I think we're a little bit delirious now, so we yeah, need to stop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, but I think we did. We covered good ground. Uh, look, you can tweet at us at Movie Autopsy or have, follow us on Facebook, <laughs> like us there. <laughs> really getting through this. Um, no, but if you like this, uh, a lot of people are probably listening to this in the last episode for the first time, like first episodes of ours. So go back. We've got like 60 other episodes yeah. of pretty good stuff in there. Look, yeah. If there's a movie you liked in that list, go listen to our episode. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, and, and if it isn't, send us an email and t- tell us in caps with swear words <laughs> wasn't even worth it. Yeah, do You that. Millennium Falcons. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's not be Coruscantian. <laughs> uh, yeah, also subscribe to us. If you haven't subscribed, go to iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Just search Movie Autopsy. Subscribe to us. Oh, my God. Oh, this has been so good. I've been Paul Culver. I've been Anthony McCormack. We'll see you next time. See you then.